I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments, I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. Good afternoon. It is Monday, January 29th, 2018. And I want to welcome uh, everybody who's watching this video live and anybody who's going to watch the video uh, on demand after the live video when it's available uh, both on our website, on iTunes, on Google Play, and of course on our Facebook page. Uh, if, your first, if this is your first time joining us, uh, be sure to go back and look at some previous studies that we've done. This week uh, we are doing, as the church here that meets in Loveland, Ohio, we are reading through God's Word in 2018, and this week we are reading Matthew chapter 16 and doing a, a brief study just to kind of jumpstart your own personal studies as you go throughout your week. It's really the intention of these videos. If you have any questions during the course of the video, you can always put them in the comments section, whether we're live or it's after the fact. I'll be sure to get back to you and answer those questions. You can also email those to me directly if you'd like minister at loveland.church, or you can even just message us on Facebook as well, and we'll get back to you there. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and get into God's Word and look at Matthew chapter 16. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came to, te and to test him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you will say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it, except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. So <clears throat> the Pharisees and the Sadducees were clearly up to date and up to speed on exactly what Jesus has accomplished so far in his life. This is why the Pharisees and Sadducees are coming to him, because they have heard of all the miraculous things that he's done. Healing people, casting out demons, doing miraculous things with fish and loaves, uh, etc. They know of these things that, that Jesus is doing. But yet, all of these wonderful things that he's doing, they can't see that he is who he says he is. And so they ask him for a sign. What more signs do you need? Jesus says, no other sign is going to be given to you except the sign of Jonah. And he, he's referencing previously an encounter that he had with the Pharisees, which leads me to believe that some of the Pharisees that were a part of this group were a part of that initial group. Uh, but earlier Jesus says the same thing, and basically the sign of Jonah that he's referring to is that Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and was, and was removed on the third day. And so too with him, he will be buried, he will be in the belly of the earth for three days, and then raised up, just as Jonah was. And that's the sign that he told them back then that he would show them, and the sign that he tells them again that he will show them. Uh, so Jesus has not uh, strayed from, from what it is that he's promising here. 
When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves, or the five thousand, or how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand, and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. See, Jesus, hearing their thoughts, knowing their thoughts, knows that as they're going across in the boat, that they're worried about not having any bread. And so Jesus takes that opportunity to use kind of a, a, a metaphor or a parable and says, beware the, the, the leaven of the Pharisees. And they're like, wait, wait what? what? We don't have any bread. What leaven are you talking about? And then that's when Jesus kind of explains the parable to them. So, the, the leaven, right? So, unleavened bread. We, we, uh, we talk about unleavened bread a lot. That's what we partake of when we take the Lord's Supper. It's bread that doesn't have yeast. It doesn't have leaven in it, okay? And so, this um, leaven that Jesus is talking about is the, is the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that infects the whole loaf. Uh, and there's other teachings throughout Scripture, and we'll look at that as we go throughout the New Testament in our study here, is that, uh, you know, that, that whenever you put yeast into dough, it infects the whole loaf. It, in, it impacts everything. Uh, it's not like you put it into the loaf and just one corner of the loaf is then impacted by it, but the whole dough, the whole bread is impacted by it. And so this leaven that Jesus is warning them about are these false teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that are that could lead to bad things. Uh, and things, of course, that Jesus has addressed, something that we addressed yesterday in our sermon on the traditions of men, these False traditions, these made-up, man-made traditions that the Pharisees and, and, and the Jews all followed and believed, these things that didn't have any bearing, and nor did they have any uh, root within the Word. Uh, and so that's the leaven that we, of which Jesus is talking about. Of course, all, also the, the lies, the rumors, and the vitriol that they are spreading around Christ uh, around, around the region. Now, verse 13. I'm going to get into some... Uh, some of the uh, so this is kind of a transition chapter. This is transitioning from Jesus's earthly ministry of healing and 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 doing all those things and kind of establishing his presence in the region. Uh, and now we're kind of transitioning into this um, this prophetic stage, if you will, uh, which he's foretelling several things about his death, about his resurrection, but also about the coming kingdom. Um, that's what we see here, the coming kingdom or the coming church that Jesus is talking about. So verse 13, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? 
Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So the Christ, by the way, Christos, means Messiah. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one of what, uh, that he was the Christ. So, uh, verse 19 there is the passing on of authority, Jesus providing authority to the to the apostles. Uh, and uh, so that's, you know, there's there's a, um, uh, an important point there. But of course, the other big part of this scripture is uh, the rock and the foundation of the church in which Jesus is going to build. He says he's going to build my church, is what Jesus says. Now, a lot of people, I think there's confusion about what the rock is. Uh, I'm not talking about Dwayne Johnson, who is an actor, or uh, or anything like that. The rock that, that, that Jesus is talking about here is the confession that Peter makes. He says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he says, on this rock I will build my church. Now, some people say, well, he says, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And they say, well, Peter is the rock. They're gonna, Jesus is going to build his church upon Peter. That is not at all what Jesus is saying. In fact, the church has no foundation in man. It only has foundation in Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation. He is the cornerstone. And it is uh, on, on that foundation, the uh, the apostles and their teachings are on, on, set on that foundation. Without that foundation, the apostles have no, no sound teaching. So uh, Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the foundation. But... Uh, the basis on which Jesus is going to build his church is the rock of the confession that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, the word play that Jesus uses here, uh, Peter, the, the, the word Peter in, um, in Greek is Petros. Okay? And that's the, the male form, the masculine form of rock. So Jesus says, you are rock, and on this Petra, or Petras, uh, I will build my church. So the, the second rock that he uses is the feminine form of the word rock. And so Jesus is talking about two different rocks, Peter being Petros, being a rock, and then the rock that he is speaking of is different. Otherwise, he would have said, you are Petros, and on upon Petros, I will build my church. But he doesn't say that. Instead, he, build, he, he builds upon uh, Petros, which is, again, the confession. So it is not Peter on whom the church is built, as some may believe. It is rather the confession that Peter provides and the confession that uh, every Christian provides uh, upon their their acceptance of Christ and being baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection. Because one cannot be in Christ, one cannot be a part of Christ, one cannot be baptized into Christ unless they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that they confess with their mouth that he is who he says he is and that he died on the cross to save their sins. 
Uh, and so uh, there's some important things in here that I think sometimes may get glossed over, but I think it's important that we look at those things. And again, another good example of why we should be regularly studying our Bibles and looking into the original languages as much as we can. Uh, we talked about on Sunday morning in our, in our morning Bible class about studying the Bible. That's our topic on, on Sunday mornings, how to study the Bible. We talked about some great resources that you can use to be able to get into those original languages and learn a bit, little bit about words. And one of those resources is called blueletterbible.com. Uh, this has a number of great resources. It allows you to look at the original Greek, the original Hebrew uh, as part of, uh, of the text. Uh, but it also has several commentaries and dictionaries and, and all kinds of great references in there. If you want to really get into the word, blueletterbible.com is a great way to do that. They also have a mobile app. Um, Yesterday, however, it wasn't working. The app wasn't working, but hopefully they've got that fixed today. All right, verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Boy, you want to talk about the highest high and the lowest low in just a short time span. Peter goes from this position of, of Jesus using his name and saying, Petros, on the rock of your confession, I will build my church. You have done great. Blessed are you, he says, Simon uh, Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah. And then in the very next breath almost, he's rebuking him. Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. And so this shows that Peter, even though he believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah, he still doesn't get it. He still doesn't get it. He still doesn't understand the purpose of Jesus being on earth. And I would dare say that Peter didn't get it until it was after Jesus left. Jesus went back to heaven, that he truly understood the purpose of Jesus coming. Uh, because even uh, on the day of Christ's death, uh, that Peter uh, denies him three times. He didn't get it. And the part of that that he didn't get on on the, on the last days of Christ's life, that he, in, when, in which he... Um, denies Christ, denies knowing Christ. He didn't get this teaching that we're about to read here, starting in verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So, what didn't Peter get? When he denied Christ, he was doing that to save his own life because he was sitting there seeing Christ being beaten, being tried, being sentenced to death. And then those around who were chanting, crucify him, crucify him, see Peter. And they say, hey, this is one of his disciples, aren't you? He's like, no, 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 that wasn't me. 
Peter was afraid for his life. He was afraid that he was going to be killed for following Jesus, for being one of Jesus' disciples. And when I say Peter didn't get it, this teaching of Jesus, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, means that sometimes being a Christian, the cost of following Jesus, the cost of being his disciple, it could mean our life. It could mean that we are killed for our faith. And if you look at what's going on in the Middle East and in some of these uh, countries in which Christians are being persecuted and crucified and killed because of their faith, they, there are reports of people not backing down from their faith. They are literally taking up their cross and not denying Jesus. When Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, he means carry the burden of, or the implement of your death, just as he does, and just as he will. You know, this is a little foreshadowing here that Jesus is, is also teaching, because of course, Jesus hasn't picked up his cross yet. Um, but Jesus is saying, take up your cross and follow me. Whew, a lot of good stuff there in 16. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to get into uh, Matthew chapter 17. Uh, look at the things that are going on there. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this video, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask those questions. We're here to help you study the Bible. And of course, questions always helps me study the Bible a little bit more as well, as I have to get into the Word a little bit more and uh, look for those answers uh, a little bit more as well. Um, if you haven't already, please like the video and share the video with your friends. And when you share the video, make sure you select the option that allows you to type a little text out in the text uh, portion of the post so that you can say something about the video, whether you learn something from the video or whether you plan on studying deeper around a certain subject. Ultimately, the goal of this is to help encourage those of your friends and family that are on Facebook to join this study with you and so that they can learn something from God's Word as well. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy Monday. I know Mondays are a difficult day for many people as they get out of the weekend and back into their work week. Um, for me, I don't really have a weekend because uh, it's uh, it just goes from the work week into uh, the weekend and preaching and teaching and fellowshipping with the with the body, but uh, that's a that's a great rest, as we talked about uh, last evening, uh, last yesterday afternoon after our potluck, in which we talked about the rest and the the comfort that we can find in Christ, um, and we find that in His church. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go to Loveland Church right there, and you can find out all you need to know about our uh, the body of Christ that meets here in Loveland. There's also, of course, a media section that will. Uh, give you access to our previous sermons, what we've talked about over the past few weeks, as well as the previous Bible studies in this series, um, Together in God's Word. So uh, I hope you can check that out. And again, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're happy to answer any questions you have. You can email us directly if you have questions about the church or about becoming a Christian at info at loveland.church. We'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if you have any prayer requests or we can do anything for you, again, please reach out to us. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day and be blessed. For a better one, bright and fair Christ left to prepare a mansion For his children in the air I'll join him in that land where tears No sorrow can be found
Yeah.